Hello everyone, welcome back to Mimir as well. Uh, today we're going to talk about runes, uh, we're going to talk about bind runes, we're going to talk about staves, uh, we're going to talk about how to read the runes, how to write with the runes, how to do rune casts. Uh, I'm going to do a separate podcast really on how to do rune casting um, because there's a lot of different various ways. I like to do the three Norns cast, which is three singular runes. Uh, so, but I'll I'll get into that a little later, um, <clears throat> and I'll get into how to create bind runes, uh, some tips, some tips and tricks, uh, and how to prepare yourself mentally to uh, obtain guidance and knowledge of you know by the runes. Uh, so stay tuned. Uh, listen to this middle song right here, and we will be back.
All right, everyone, <clears throat> we're back. So we're gonna go ahead, uh, if you hear my music in the background, by the way, just go ahead and forgive me. Uh, also, my voice is a little hoarse today. <clears throat> uh, I've been kind of under the weather a little bit. Uh, so hopefully everything will return to normal uh, soon. Um, so right now we're gonna delve into what the runes are. <clears throat> Excuse me once again. So, the runes was the first systems of writing developed and used by the Norse and Germanic people. So it was a runic alphabet, and these runes functioned as letters, and they were just kind of more than just letters, really. Um, each rune had an ideographic and pictographic symbol of some cos uh, cosmological principle or power. And so write a rune was to invoke or direct the force for which it stood. Um, so, if you, you know, if you carry Mjolnir a lot of times around your neck, you'll find that there's Thurisas carved into it, or a very series of different runes, or there were, in my case, I make rune uh, designated pendants, so I have one of Ingwas, I have one of uh, Anzas, I have one of Thurisas, I have one of Manas, I have one of uh, Solilo, Solilo, and I have ones of very different ones, and each one of them invoke a specific thing. Um, one of my favorites is Dagaz, uh, because it's supposed to bring stability uh, with in uh, control to powers that are almost uncontrollable. And I'll talk a little bit about each rune and what they mean uh, in just a moment. <clears throat> so the word rune. Uh, means both letter and secret in mystery, uh, which is likely predated the adoption of the runic alphabet may have been simply just a kind of like a hushed message. So each rune had a name that hinted at a philosophical and magical significance of its visual form and the sound for which it stands, uh, which is almost the first sound of the rune's name. So for example, T rune will be called Tiawas, which we all relate to the god Tyr, <clears throat> and Tiawas was perceived to dwell within the daytime sky, and according to the visual form of the T-shaped rune, it is an arrow pointing upward, uh, which surely also hints to the god's predominant role in war. Uh, the T rune was often carved alone. Uh, and, and, and like a carved alone, a standalone ideograph, if you will, uh, apart from the writings of a particular word or spells casting to ensure victory in battle. Um, the there's two versions. Oh, there's many versions of runes, but the two that I'm most fond of is the Elder Futhark and the Icelandic uh, runes. Um, the, runet, the runic alphabets are called futharks after the first six runes. Fihu, Yorosaz, Thurosaz, Anzos, Radio, and Konya, or Kenneth. Um, and as much in the same way as the word in the alphabet comes uh, from the names of the first two Semitic letters, like Alf and then Beth, uh, so as an A and B. <coughs> And there are three principal Futharks, 24-character Elder Futhark, which was the first fully formed runic alphabet, and then others developed later on, you know, younger Futharks, so on and so forth.
Now, the 24 runes of the Elder Futhark were divided into three Aider, or Old Norse, families of eight runes each. But the significance of this division is not really known. Uh, runes were traditionally carved into stone, wood, uh, bone, and metal, and some similarly hard surface rather than drawn in ink or pen or parchment. Um, this explains their sharp, angular forms because they were used with carving tools. It uh, was created by carving tools. Um, a lot of times I've always heard that runes were always carved into the knuckles, uh, the knuckle bones of a human's hands uh, from their enemies. Uh, I have heard several stories about this. I have not done any of my research on this to validate it, <clears throat> but I don't put it past our ancestors after all. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about each rune and their meaning. Um, so you have Fihu, which is the F rune. Uh, and it stands and means uh, for wealth and, you know, whether it's domestic or cattle or whatever you want to consider wealth to be. And it means that the possessions won or earned uh, or earned income, luck, abundance, financial strength in the present or in the near future, a sign of hope and plenty, success and happiness. Um, but you can also get it as a merc stave, which is either a central piece or it's reversed. And it can mean the loss of property, esteem, of something that you put in effort to keep. And it can indicate failure in some way. Um, and then secondly, we have yours, which is the, it's like an upside down U, if you would. Um, and it means a wild ox or unmatched strength. So, yours means physical strength, speed, untamed potential, a time of great energy and health, freedom, energy, action, courage, strength, tenacity, wisdom, sexual desires, masculinity, masculine potency. However, to find this rune in reversed or in a, as a merc stave, uh, it means weakness, obsession, misdirected force, domination by others, sickness, inconsistency, lust, brutality, rashness, callousness, and violence. Um, this is definitely something you don't want as a merc, Dave, uh, to be honest with you. Um, and then we'll dive into Thurisaz, which is, Thurisaz is known as the Great Thorn, or the Thorn of, uh, or Giant. Uh, and it is a reactive force directed... Um, force of destruction. So, if you if you will, the direction uh, that you know, just think of it as uh, Thursas kind of being like an axe, and so it's a directive force of destruction. And so it's axes conflict, instinct. Uh, if I could speak today, in, instinct and will. So in, instinctual will. There we go. That was a tongue tire. Uh, or vital eroticism. Um, regenerative catalyst uh, tendency toward change, catharsis, purging, cleansing fire, male sexuality, fertilization, but it mainly stands for Thor, the thunder god. Uh, Thoris has reversed her as a merkstave means danger, defenselessness, dullness, evil, malice, and bad, a bad man, a woman, and can even, if you're a female, mean rape. Uh, so you must be cautious uh, when pulling this rune. Um, <clears throat> especially as a merc stave, anyway. 
uh, Anzwas, which means the Az or the Aesir and the ancestral god Odin. Uh, a revealing message uh, or insight, communication, signals, inspiration, enthusiasm, speech, truth, power with words and naming, blessings, and taking advice. But if you find Anzu is reversed or in a merc stave, you will have misunderstandings, delusion, manipulation uh, by others, boredom, vanity, and grand. If I could talk today, that'd be great. Grand eloquence. Probably butchered the shit out of that word, but this is me and you guys, so it's, it's all cool. It's, it's no worries here. And I have a scholar on here, <clears throat> and it means basically means Odin is mighty but a duplicitous god, and he always has his own agenda. So you got to always be careful because sometimes the thing that Odin wants um, never makes sense sometimes. Uh, then we have radio, which is pretty much an R. It kind of goes hand in hand with what it is. It means wagon and chariot. So to draw this, it means, or to have this, it means to travel both in physical terms and those in a lifestyle direction. A journey in vacation, relocation, evolution, change, place of setting, so on and so forth. That's what this rune means in a positive light. Now, if you have it reversed or as a Merkstave, it could mean crisis, rigidity, um, Injustice, irrationality, uh, disruption, dislocation, delusion, and death. Uh, so you don't ever want... The whole death concept freaks people out. So just be careful with that. Don't, don't overanalyze and obsess. <clears throat> then we have Kenaz, which is kind of like the greater than symbol, uh, which means a beacon or torch, often used as a primordial... Um, Rune. It could represent the fire of Gap. Um and it means to vision, revelation, knowledge, creativity, inspiration, technical ability, fire of life, harnessed power, fire of transformation and regeneration, the power to create your own reality, the power of light, open to new strength, energy, power now, passion, sexual love, and but however, Ken has reversed. And as a merc stave can be disease, breakup, instability, lack of creativity, nakedness, exposure, loss of illusion, or false hope. Um, Gibo, uh, Gibo, which is an X, X marks the spot, is one of my favorites because I've done rune casts for people uh, within my own circles. And it came up more often than not. Um, Gibo is a gift. It's like the old concept in the hobble mall, a gift for a gift. Um, and so, both in the sense of sacrifice and generosity, it indicates a balance. Um, so all matters in relation to exchanges, including contracts, personal re relationships, partnerships, or your relationships with the gods, uh, Gibo should uh, represent your commitment to them and you're willing to give in order to receive um, a lot of people just kind of think you know they can just go to the gods and it'll just kind of you know get what they want um, so it's a it's a connection and an honor that is similar to the connection and honor that a person has with the gods for giving them life um, they gave us life so it's important that we uh, remember them now, if you find it as a merc stave, because it can't be reversed, 
but it may lie in opposition. Uh, it can mean greed and loneliness, uh, dependence, over-sacrifice, obligation, toll, and bribery. So it's important to know a lot of people don't talk about the reversed positions and Merck staves and everything, but I feel it's important here today. Uh, Wunjo, which is it's kind of like a P, um, this rune shows us the, the balance between all things, even when it's chaotic in a, in a chaotic world. It is also a rune of fellowship and common goals and a well-being to all things. If you come across this rune in a reading, you can expect good news to come your way. Um, however, uh, as it reversed or as a merc stave, it can mean sorrow and strife, uh, possession by higher forces and practical enthusiasm or berserker. Um, so I would recommend though, don't go around, you know, these, those who are obsessed with the berserkers and start putting the re reverse sign of Wunjo on everything because it's, it can bring you more sorrow than anything. Uh, so I would highly caution against that. Um, so we're going to go and we're going to touch on uh, Hagalaz. And it means representing a hallstone. Uh, we can expect a time and situations to be constricting if Hagalaz turns up in a reading. <clears throat> but much like a hallstone, it will eventually turn into water. Uh, or a hailstone. See, the Norse called it a hallstone because they had, you know, they were very close to our language, but it's really a hailstone is what it's referring to. And it can flow smoothly and through situations and times it can, uh, I can speak today, uh, run smoothly for us. Um, if you have it as, because it can't be reversed, but it can, may, it can lie in an opposition state, but if you have it as a merc state, it can mean natural disaster, uh, catastrophe, stagnation, loss of power, pain, loss, suffering, hardship, sickness, and crisis. And I'm reading to you directly out of my my rune notebook here that I keep all my notes after I've been studying um, because I'm actually keeping it to pass it along uh, to my kids uh, should they one day ever be curious. Um, and the next one is a rune that I'm extremely familiar with. I don't know about everybody else, but it's Nothis. Um, this rune represents how our need or want for something can put a restriction on us. Uh, it re restricts our possibilities, but also contains the power we need to break free from our restrictions. So it can, not, it's not always a bad thing when it shows up, to be honest with you. Um, it, maybe there's something in your life when you do it, when you're doing this rune cast that it'll give you the power to break free from it. Um, so keep that in mind. Um, when you ever pull this. Uh, so, <sighs> Noth is reversed or as a merc stave. It means a constraint of freedom, distress, toil, drudgery, necessity, extremity, want, deprivation, starvation, need, poverty, and emotional hunger. And emotional hunger would be like, you know, distance from a spouse, uh, unfaithfulness, so on and so forth. And so we're going to touch on another primordial uh, rune here, and it is Isa, uh, <clears throat> which stands for ice, you know, uh, which is why, you know, fire and ice is created in the Ganunga Gap. Um, so like an icicle formed at the start of winter, this 
rune, we can only wait until the warmth of the sun to allow us to be free. From constructing for, from a constricting form, Isa represents a halt in activity until a change is made. So it's not really a warning. It's just telling you that sometimes um, you need to slow down. You need to plan thoroughly, plan out your actions, make sure you have all your ducks in a row before you start moving forward with the next uh, chapter in your life. Um, and so it's a good time to pause and, and to think uh, and seek clarity. And um, so, But this rune also kind of reinforces the runes around it. Uh, so Isa cannot be reversed, but it can lie in opposition, which means like sideways. Um, but... As a merc stave, it can represent egomania, dullness, blindlessness, um, disposition, treachery, illusion, uh, deceit, betrayal, stealth, ambush, and plots. Uh, so I would recommend being a little careful uh, when it comes to that. Um, Jera, which is one that actually shows up ironically a lot in my own personal cast when I do for myself each day. Uh, Jera is a rune that represents a cycle of life. Uh, and with this rune, we see that we must go with the flow of nature to obtain the goals that we want. And it's very similar to, like, if you had this paired with Isa, I could see where it's telling you just to hold on, stop fighting against the current, and then kind of just flow with life at this moment because there's no further action needed. And I would recommend when you do a rune cast for yourself, do one every day or every three days. And if you have a vid key, I'd recommend finding them and have them do at least... A room cast for you uh, at least like every three every two months uh, kind of like bi-monthly uh, so that way you kind of have some guidance going throughout the year if you can't I would recommend having someone do it for you at the beginning of the year and at the end of the year and have them do it for the year to see uh, what your year holds but, um, we're going to go and we're going to touch on Eowaz. Eowaz means uh, a yew tree. A lot of people think that the world tree is an ash tree. Well, there's a lot of things showing up now saying that it was indeed a yew tree. I've talked about this in my previous cast. Um, and it's important to notice that, notate that, uh, that it's there. it is representing a yew tree. Um, so it's magical meaning or its casting meaning is Eowaz is a rune that can be used as a magical protector and facilitator. It shows us that in the event of a ending situation, we find a new start or a new situation. Uh, so it symbols, you know, death and rebirth, uh, you know, the start of all new things. Um, to find uh, Eowaz as a reversed or an immersed stave, it can mean confusion, destruction, dissatisfaction, and weakness. Um, so it's it's a, it's a really unique one, and and I can go over one day because um, in my research I found that there's even colors uh, related to these, and someone said that it is important to if you carve runes in stone or if you carve them in wood to fill them with this specific color. I don't know if that's true. Uh, I don't really believe it, but if anybody's ever curious, I, I know about it, and uh, just let me know if you want to hear about it. Um, the other one is Pethro, uh, which means cup, and it can even mean, uh, it can represent the female vagina. Um, 
it is what it is. It represents a form of sexuality to some extent. So Pethra reminds us that um, in times of uncertainties in life, it, it represents free will and the connection uh, of the restrictions we have due to our own circumstances. So it is viewed as a rune of memory and problem solving. Uh, so if you do anything like um, you know, technical work or if you have an issue in your life, I would recommend like carving Pethro into a, a stone or something and keeping this hold it in your hand while you meditate and just kind of let your mind be clear to figure out what you need to do. To find this reversed as a merc stave, it can mean addiction and loneliness, um, which, you know, we all don't want that at all. Um, nobody should be alone, is, is my belief. Um, the next one we have here is Algas. Um, Algas stands for an elk or protection. Um, this rune is a great restraint power, um, defense and perform. So it's a it's one it's a good rune for defense and protection. Uh, so if you are in the military, if you work a dangerous job, law enforcement, so on and so forth, I would recommend carrying this on a an, a necklace around your neck if you can possibly obtain one. Uh, use this rune and charms and talismans to protect yourself as well as your property. Um, my my spouse doesn't know, but I go around and she, she'd probably kill me if she's seen this. But I go around and in each one of my doorways, I etch a small version of it, uh, and then I have one carved beneath my son's bed, um, and then I carry one around in my car all the time. It's actually etched in a massive stone, uh, and I keep it with me at all times. Um, you can't really get it as reversed but how I mean yeah, yeah you can technically because you can, it can flip itself over so if you get it reversed or in a merc stave it means that there's a hidden danger or consumption by divine forces and a loss of divine link um, but it's a taboo warning turning away that which repels uh, so I would recommend if you have any issues um, with anything uh, this would be a good room for you to have for home uh, to keep you safe and and protect you uh, when stuff is rough for you. Let's see here. Excuse me, I'm looking for my other note here. Alright, so we have Sawila, which represents the sun. Uh, this rune is closely tied to Baldur, um, as he is the shining god. Um, and the, with this rune, uh, with the help of this rune, it, it tends to be able to see things more clearly. Like the sun sheds light on dark times. And with Soila, we, can, we too can find light and darkness. Um, it's a good rune to have, especially carved and around you if you're going through hardships. Like I said, I have a pendant with this one on it. Uh, and it helps me tremendously through hard times. So Soila cannot be reversed, but it may lie in opposition. Uh, you know, because it represents a elemental force, sort of flame, uh, cleansing fire, if you will. But as it has a merc stave, it can represent bad counsel and false success, uh, gullibility and loss of goals, or justice and retribution, and a wrath of a god. 
Uh, so if you see this, go ahead and expect sometimes that either you're going to face some hardship or a god is pissed with you. Uh, it's, it is what it is, and unfortunately, there's you know, we, we as people, uh, we will occasionally upset the, the divine uh, way things are done. Um, just because it's what we do, uh, you know, and, and the gods understand that. That's the reason why there's real kind of, you know, there is a very thin line about things that can keep you in uh, a form of torture, if you will, in this afterlife. Um, so the next rune that we have here is Tiawaz. Um, Tiawaz has been destroyed really by these Nazi supportist um, you know racist groups and it really upsets me beyond a bitter end because they took this one and they took Alcilla and they ran it in the mud uh, along with um, a lot of people don't know this but the Icelandic version of Thor's hammer uh, is kind of depicted to be the swastika and so that's why there's a little variation in them now. Uh, if you do find the Icelandic version of it, you can see it kind of is a little different. Um, there's various versions of it. It's supposed to represent Thor's hammer being thrown. Um, and, you know, obviously we can't go around tattooing that on us anymore without getting ourselves profiled thanks to these dumb fucks. Um, but anyway, so Tiawas can promise us success in our actions. But this time without personal sacrifice. Uh, it also means success in legal matters, but only if we are in the right to begin with. So it's not going to let you win a battle for something if you were wrong in the very beginning, in the very first place. Because I've seen people say, oh, uh, yeah, I stole this, but I want to get away with this crime. No, it doesn't work like that. The gods, you know, they, they won't let you get away with that. Um, so, to find this as reversed or in a Merck state, it means one's energy and creative flow are blocked. Mental paralysis, over-analysis, over-sacrifice, injustice, imbalance, strife, war, conflict, failure, incompletion, and possibly separation. Um, which would make sense if you're going through legal struggles to have a form of separation. Um... The other one that we have is another form of Iwas. Um, it's very shaped like an M. Um, Iwas reminds us that the order, that in order for us to succeed, there has to be a natural flow in the task at hand. So with this rune, uh, to give us power as well, it's making sure that we uh, are making use of our good intentions as we can surely achieve uh, such a success. Um, and it's important that not to get these confused because one EOS kind of looks like Sawilo and another one looks like an M. And each one of them are a little different. Uh, and they're, they're pretty much extremely important. Uh, so to have it reversed or as a Merc's Dave, uh, it's not really a negative rune. Uh, a change perhaps is craved, but other than that, a feeling of restlessness and confined in a situation, haste, or betrayal. Um, but I mean, it's not it's like a super bad rune like, oh my god, you're going to die. Uh, it's nothing like that. Um, <clears throat> and then we got Manas. I always relate Manas to Mimir. Um, because it means blue and then it's a blue man. So a lot of pictures I've seen of Mimir's head, it's kind of always blue. Uh, I'm weird. 
so just to kind of excuse me for that. Uh, but mana has many powers. Uh, first, it's a rune that let us know that we can achieve our fullest potential. And secondly, it allows us to, reminds us that we as humans all have a shared experiences in life. And lastly, we can use this power of this rune to gain the upper hand in disputes and arguments. Uh, so I, I know that, I don't know how many people actually have family arguments like mine does, but yeah, I think that I'm going to have to like tattoo this on their foreheads and slap them in the head and send them on their way. Um, so to get this reversed as a merc stave, it can mean depression, mortality, blindlessness, expect no help. Um, just is what it is. Uh, so, um, with every good side, there's always going to be a bad side. So, that's why I, I find it important that I, as I, as I read these to you, that you take note. Uh, so that way you have this knowledge in the future. And then we have Lagos, which stands for water. Another, uh, force, uh, that's interesting. Lagos represents the power of water and its easy-flowing nature. Uh, we must learn to go with the flow when this rune shows up in our reading so that we can take full advantage of the powers ahead. Um, Lagos, as burst or as a merc stave, is an indication of poor judgment. Uh, it can you know, give you a lack of creativity, make you feel like you're in a rut. Uh, it can even mean... Madness, obsession, despair, perversity, suicide, and sickness. Um, hopefully none of is out there committing suicide. If you have suicidal thoughts, I would recommend that you seek help immediately. Um, far too many good people have, you know, died at their own hands. And, this, you know, taking your, you're not taking your own life uh, from you you're taking it from other people and you don't ever know uh, who needs you in this life so I would recommend that if you have any suicidal thoughts um, please seek help um, seek friends uh, seek there's 1-800 numbers you can call to get free counseling I'd recommend doing that because it's not you that's going to miss your life when it's gone it's going to be everybody else uh, so I want to go ahead and just like touch on that there. Um, there is Ingwas. Now, Ingwas, people show it to me as like a diamond. I look at it as like the DNA type of strand where it's the greater, lesser, and symbol kind of merged together. Um, that's my preference on how it should be done. Um, but this rune allows us to spread our energy out far and wide. It is a protective rune, mainly for the protection of our homes. To use Ingwas effectively, we must learn to build up our powers over time, and then release all that power at once. Um, it's been defined it because it can't be reversed, but it can be as a merc stave. It can mean impotency as a man, which as a dude we really don't want that. It can mean hard work and labor. Um, I mean it's it's pretty straightforward because it's associated mainly with Frere, and, uh, or Frey, however you want to say his name. And then, here's one of my favorites, it's Dagaz. It's, you know, it's hard to describe how this one is drawn. Um, just, you know, you can imagine it turn, two triangles turned sideways with the points facing each other, touching together, that's how I would describe it to you. 
Uh, Dagaz represents stability between opposites, such as light and dark, and it can stop harmful energy from getting to you, but at the same time allow good energy to slip through it so that you can make good use of it. I swear to you, it's like every time I do a podcast and I'm in my car, somebody's car alarm goes off. It's hilarious. Um, <clears throat> you know, this is just going to become a comedy from now on. Stupid people. Alright, so Dagas cannot be reversed, but it can lie in opposition. So if you have it as a Merc Stave, it can mean a completion, ending, limit, coming full circle, blindlessness, or hopelessness. Um, I do not support the blank rune, so do not ever ask me why I haven't included a blank rune in it. To be honest with you, I think a blank rune is included in every rune set, just in case if somebody loses one. I don't support a blank rune. Or Odin's, you know, oh, this is... Because you got a blank rune, it means the gods are just confused. No, it, it means that you got an extra rune with nothing on it. Um, so, yeah, I don't care whose feelings are hurt with that. That's my opinion. If you believe other than be my guest. Uh, but, yeah, no, I don't support the blank rune concept. Uh, last but not least is Athela. Athela is was ripped off. Actually, the Christians took the concept of Athela and made it their Jesus fish, if you will. But it just made it a little more rounded. Um, it means copper, the color for its copper. It means home, uh, or a sacred ancestral land. So much like Fihu, this rune represents wealth, but unlike Fihu, Athela represents wealth that cannot be sold. This wealth is family, friendships, or our culture and heritage that is passed down unto us. And it represents an enclosure and it maintains the existing state of things as they presently are. Um, I've talked about this before. Our spirits, or our Megan, is a tapestry that's interwoven with pieces of our ancestors. So using Othila will allow you to truly hone in on the gods and hone in on yourself and truly... Uh, take from that wonderful thing. Sorry, I have to get something to drink. My, my throat's really bad off right now. So, occasionally you'll find bind runes. And bind runes are just a combination of runes um, that are meant for magical purposes to some extent. Um, you can combine them together to make specific, you know, get specific things out of them all at once. Um, so, there's several methods that you can find online. And I'm going to go ahead. So, first step in creating a binary is determine your intent. So, the first step you should take is to sit down and think, really think about what it is you want to accomplish. And then think of it really hard. Not just in terms of the end results, but how you want to get there. And what you need to do or need help with to accomplish it. So with that, you just need to focus your energy, but also in picking your runes. The second step is pick your runes. Uh, examine each rune and their meaning. Think about whether they fit into your goals. Or some runes will be obvious that they should and others should not belong. Uh, however, it helps to go through each rune individually um, and kind of explore more possibilities. Uh, third, decide on your set. Uh, do not mix Elder Futhark and Icelandic and Younger Futhark all together. Make some weird 
I don't even know what the hell you would call that, a mutt stave or something. I don't know. I don't know. But you need to, st- if you're going to use Elder Fusark, stay with Elder Fusark. If you're going to use Icelandic, stay with Icelandic. Don't mix it all up together because it kind of just kills the flow of things. So after you decide on your set, after you've gone through the runes, look at what you've got. Do you have too many? Uh, so generally I use between four to five. Uh, I wouldn't recommend going above that because sometimes it, I mean, it depends on really how big you want it to be or what you're putting it on. I mean, that's up to you. Uh, but your thoughts may be, if you have too many, your thoughts will be unfocused. And if you have too few, it's possible that you aren't considering all the possibilities in terms of achieving your goals. Uh, here's a, here's a couple of runes that do not have a mirror image. Uh, so I want to go ahead and touch on this. Isa, Jera, Dagaz, Soilo, Iwaz, Gebu, uh, Hagaz, Ingwaz, and Nathas. They do not have a reverse position. So if you've got one of these in your set, it serves as an excellent center or base uh, for your other runes. Uh, in some traditions, they have required you to at least have these in your set, uh, but it's entirely up to you. Uh, fourth, design your rune. Um, Sit down with your runes and draw them uh, in several different shapes and patterns. Uh, be careful not to reverse or create a mirror image of your runes because that can actually result in like unintended results uh, and it could bring about bad things. So be very cautious in what you're doing. Uh, fifth, look for buried runes. Um, now that you've gotten a pattern and for you and the way and when you got it all laid out. Look for other runes that may be hidden in your design. That isn't necessarily a bad thing. For example, since Isa is a straight line, it is technically hidden in every vine rune. Uh, but it is good to be aware of it. Um, because you may also find runes that you were on the fence about that you've discarded and reappear as you look at your design. Uh, so be very cautious. Um, create your bind room. So once you decided on your intent, you picked out your runes, and you created your design, you're ready to create your bind room and that you will save. And wood burn, that you will tattoo. I wouldn't recommend ever tattooing a bind room or stave. Just trust me on that. Um, because there's just a lot of no-nos about that. But while certainly... In the process of creating that bind rune is a central part of the process, it is important to remember the terms of your exercising your will, and you have already taken the steps towards the process. Um, using your bind rune, now that you have got it on a piece of paper, leather, plaque, or you know wherever you want to put it, that is your focal point for you now. Uh, so put it somewhere where you're going to see it, whether it be in your wallet, taped to your computer screen, above your mantle, on your wall, uh, you know, wherever, on a leather necklace, whatever you want to do, and, uh, and put it somewhere where you'll see it. So that way you'll remember to focus on your intent and also on your own self-reliance goals. Uh, so you should keep a binary as long as you need it. Once your goals are accomplished... You need to destroy the rune. Although, rich, you know, there's, I would recommend doing like a ritualized burning, uh, but it's up to you. Uh, but I like to take a little bunch of wood, and if it's a, if it's done on wood, I like to burn it with that. Uh, I have buried mine in the past. I have a set of runes uh, that um, 
one became slightly damaged, and so instead of just discarding the one rune and recreating it, I felt impressed that I went to a tree that was struck by lightning that I've harvested a lot of wood from, and I dug a hole and buried the runes at the base of that tree. And I use that tree as kind of like a, a holder, which is where I go and I leave offerings for the gods um, occasionally. So I would recommend when you do these things, meditate, uh, know the intent, know the will of the gods concerning it. Um, and also through meditation, uh, you'll be able to, to gain some kind of in-depth knowledge um, a little more about what your intents are and how you feel. Um, I'm not going to do uh, the podcast now uh, discussing how to do a rune cast. I will do that on the next one uh, as I've already kind of went over my time allotment because I don't want to bore you guys to death with my, my Bueller voice. Um, stay tuned. Uh, spread the word uh, about this podcast. We're we're climbing actually significantly in listenership. Uh, I've, whew, yeah. I mean, I left. Uh, I didn't look at this for like a couple of days, and then like the listenership just shot through the roof. Uh, I made my last podcast uh, four days ago, and it's already thirty, forty uh, listens. So. It's jumping really quick, which I'm I'm glad to do that. So once we get a little more listenership, we'll start including some ads for some local shops and uh, not local, but you know what I mean. I do this every time, uh, but for some Ace of True shops, um, and we will do uh, a lot of other things. If you have anybody who's in a band that you know sings about Norse mythology, Ace of True, uh, Icelandic metal, let me know. Uh, send me a song stick it in here in the podcast let them jam out to it get the word out uh, I'm you know trying to grow this as much as possible you can find this on Google uh, you can find this on Google podcast you can find it on Apple podcasts as well Spotify obviously and uh, anchor uh, so yeah go ahead listen study this uh, podcast really well take notes. Um, a good website to use for learning bind runes is modernheathen.com, M-O-D-E-R-N-H-E-A-T-H-E-N.com, and you'll find everything you need to know about creating bind runes. Uh, it's helped me out sometimes when I get stumped, and you will also find some good inspiration there as well. Uh, so, thanks for listening. <laughs>